Mac. It's Tuesday morning. We're live. Uh, I've got two um, different versions that I have here. One is the English Standard Version, and the other is the New American Standard uh, that I use, the NASB. And then I have my journal. Uh, this journal right here, um, not going to be long before it'll be full, and this is what I have done this entire time that I have uh, been in quarantine and with you. So we've been uh, going through this. I encourage you to get something like this. Redeem the time. I keep telling you that. Redeem this time that we're together. And this is one of the ways that you can do it tangibly. And you can go back and you will be able to... Um, Look at what you've done. Look at the notes that you've taken. You can refresh yourself, remind yourself, uh, and even add to it. So this morning, uh, this week, and probably next week, we're in the Beatitudes of the Old Testament. There are blessings. Beatitude basically is blessing. That's, Jesus doesn't say Beatitude are the poor in spirit. He says blessed are the poor in spirit. So there are blessings in the Old Testament that I'm going to go through and uh, pick out for us to look at. The greatest blessing that you think about or the largest or the most famous blessing in the Old Testament has to be that found in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 3, where God comes to a man and blesses him. Now, let me set the stage for that. There are five, six curses, major curses that lead up to this. For example, Genesis chapter 3, there's the curse of Satan, uh, the curse of the serpent. Uh, also, Genesis chapter 3 is the curse of the ground. The ground is cursed. Remember, God curses the ground. Uh, you come to Genesis chapter 4, and you have Cain and Cain is cursed. Uh, you uh, come to Genesis chapter 9, and Canaan um, is going to be cursed. The Canaanites uh, will be cursed. They're cursed through Ham, uh, who is the father of the Canaanites. That's why there are no Canaanites today, uh, it, at least uh, personally. There's some people that act like them. Uh, but the Canaanites are gone. There's the curse in chapter 9. You come to the flood. There is the curse uh, the curse that comes with that. And then you come to chapter 11, and you have got um, the curse there at the Tower of Babel with the uh, linguistic distinctions that come about, and man is kind of driven apart. He goes off into different people groups now. Now, all of that leads up uh, to, in fact, that's chapter 11. At the end of chapter 11, you're introduced to a guy that God is going to bless, and his name is Abraham. Now, let me just make one kind of connection here. Abraham comes out of the lineage of Shem. Um, one of the two sons, Japheth and Shem, were the two who covered their father's nakedness, if you remember. And uh, Shem... By the time you get to chapter 12, when Abraham walks out of the Ur of the Chaldees, when he leaves, Shem is still alive. Now, I'll just throw you a little teaser right here. 
There are some Old Testament scholars that believe that Melchizedek is Shem. I'll just leave that with you. Let's go now to Genesis chapter 12 to where God is going to bless. Now, what you're going to see is this. God's going to call this man, and he's going to call Abraham to follow him by faith. Literally, to walk and to follow him by faith. Now, we know Abraham to be the father of all the faithful. God calls, comes to him, and um, he's going to say this. Look with me, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 12. Now, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house. And let me just stop right there. That's all that we're told is that God shows up and he says to him, I want you to go from your country, from your kindred and your father's house. Now God's blessing is going to come because he's going to be faithful. Abraham or Abram is going to be faithful to do what God calls him to do. He doesn't ask. He doesn't say, hey, can you give me some verification, God, that this is you? He doesn't come and say, hey, uh, Lord, I'd like a little bit more information here. Can you make this a little clearer? Uh, can you tell me exactly who you are? Uh, can you can you give me your name? Remember how Moses does at the burning bush? Can you tell me at least who you are? What is your name? He doesn't do any of that. He's simply going to hear God calling and he's going to do what God has said. Now, let me point something out to you. Faith does not bring about the blessing, but blessing calls forth a life of faith. Now, does God bless those who don't trust in him? Sure. You know, Jesus said, God causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust, the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. Well, God blesses everybody, but we're talking about God's specific blessing on your life. Not a general blessing, but the specific blessing of God. Now look at what he calls Abram to do. He says, I want you to go from your country. In other words, I want you to leave the familiar. Leave the familiar. Faith will oftentimes call you to leave what is familiar to you what is a norm for you, what you know, and to go to what you don't know, to go to what you are not aware of. He says, I want you to leave your country, the familiar, and your kindred, that's your loves. Uh, that represented the loves of his life, uh, what he was closest to, what he was fondest of, uh, what he deeply cared for. He says, I want you to leave that. And he says, I want you to leave your father's house. Now that's security. He says, I want you to leave the familiar, your loves, and the security that you've known all these years, these 75 years, Abraham. And look, look at this. God didn't call him when he was 25 or 30 or 35 or 40. God calls him when he's 75 years old. There's some 75-year-olds out there that are listening to me this morning, and you've got it in your mind. You're, listen, your ministry is over. Being involved is over. The blessing of God is over. The walk of faith is over. Not on your life. I love to say this. Do you know, do you know what statistics show to be a man's most productive years? His 60s. Do you know his second most productive years? His 70s. Just let that sink in for a minute. 
Here you go. This is what he calls him to do. Now, he's going to leave by faith. He's going to walk away from all that's familiar, all that he loves and that he's fond of, and the great security of his life. And I want you to hear what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11. He says this, without faith, you can't please God. And so right here, what Abraham is going to do is that he's going to choose to walk and follow God by faith. Um, Second Corinthians chapter five tells us that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. So here is a faith. This man, whom God is going to bless, God calls, and by faith, he follows. Now, let me show you two things. Number one, I want you to see the personal aspect of the blessing. And then I want you to see, secondly, the relational aspect of the blessing. First of all, here's the personal aspect of the blessing. Now, let me, let me just say something else to you before I move on into this. N- number one, people try to create blessings in their lives. Don't do that. Uh, doesn't never turn out well. I'm, I'm going to produce a blessing in my life. You can't produce it. You need to understand this. Blessings come from God. They are not self-produced. The second thing is this that I see so often, and I see it so often in the ministry. I see it among my peers. I see it among pastors, and that is this. I run after, I chase after, I hunger after the blessing of somebody else. I want God's touch on my life. I don't want what I can imitate in somebody else's life. What you need to do is this. You need to say, God, I'm going to answer by faith. And I'm going to follow you so that your fresh touch is on my life. Your blessing is on my life. Instead of me running and chasing after, I want that man's ministry. I want that man's pulpit. I want that man's people. I want that man's, what he has. I want what that man has. I want the things that he's got. And I'm going to run after that. Instead of going out by faith, trusting God, that God will bless you. Okay, you get the picture. So let me, let me move ahead with this. Here we go. Verse one. Let me show you what the blessings include. Here is the personal aspect of the blessing. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, from your kindred, from your father's house to the land. Here's the first one. The first part of the blessing is this, is that God's blessing includes God's leading and God's leading includes God's going ahead of you. Now, here's the great thing about God, the God who is there in the past, here in the present, there in the future. By the way, God stands outside of time. All of time is before God. Time is nothing. God is not limited to time. God sees all of human history wrapped up in a moment, by the way. So God is in your past. God is in your present. God is in your future. Listen, our God, when he blesses you, not only is there with you, but he's also going before you. You think you're going into something that you that is just in the dark. It's not. It's in his light. He is there. You're going through a physical issue right now, and you think, God, where, where are we going? You might be here with me. Listen, understand this. He's not only with you. He's already ahead of you. 
you're not going into the dark. You're going into the presence of God. The presence is here. The presence is there in front of you. Dear brothers, dear sisters, you take courage. Part of the personal blessing of God is that he's not only here, but he is also there. He is, listen, last verse, last chapter, book of Ezekiel, Jehovah Shema, the God who is there. So that's the first part of the personal aspect of God's blessing on faith. Here's the second part. God's blessings are unique. Uh, They're unique. They are personal. They're unique to you. Now, God blesses us all generally in a lot of ways. We all have the sunshine again. We all have the ability to look at the beautiful world that God has given to us. But God's blessing on your life will bear a unique stamp. Uh, Listen to what he says to Abram in verse 2. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. He says, I'm going to make of you a great nation. And God doesn't do that out of all of us. That's the blessing of God on Abram. That was what God was going to do with, with him. He was going to bless Abram, and out of Abram, he, he was going to create what we know to be the Hebrew nation. Uh, in fact, uh, it's uh, in Genesis 14, 13, that Abram is called a Hebrew for the first time. Well, you say, well, how can God uniquely bless me? Well, just like God has given billions and billions and billions of people unique fingerprints, a, a unique uh, retina, eye, a unique heart rhythm, all, all of us, it's all different. God has got a unique blessing for you. That's why I say stop chasing after the blessing of somebody else. God wants to do something unique with you. Now, that's what you should be praying for right here. God, what is it uniquely that you want to do with me? How can you use me in a unique way? And I promise you that he can. Well, let me hasten on and give you the third thing here, and it's this. Look back at what he says in verse 2. I'll make of you a great nation, which he does. I will bless you. There's, there is the beatitude. There's the benediction on his life, the blessing on his life. I will bless you and make your name great. Now, Abram becomes literally the central figure of the three great monotheistic religions in the world today. Christianity, we look back to Abraham. He's the father of all the faithful. We, The Jew, they look back to him as the first Hebrew, the father of all the Hebrews. And Islam looks back to him through Ishmael. So did God make, did God keep faith with his blessing, with what he said to him? And the answer is absolutely he did. Um, it, it was through him that uh, God took him and he has now made his name great. In fact, let me tell you, if you look at the name Abram, Abraham, from the time of Abraham until the time of Christ, Abraham is superior to every other Old Testament personality that you come across. Moses, David, Solomon, certainly all of those, all the way to Christ. And when you come to Christ, Jesus looks at the Pharisees of his day and he says, 
your father Abraham longed to see my day. It's when you, you have to wait until you get to Christ to find one who is greater than Abraham. So that's the, that's the personal aspect. Now let's go to the relational aspect and listen to what he says. He says, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you will I curse and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. He says, Abram, he says, I'm gonna bless you so that you can turn around and be a blessing to others. Did you pick that up? How quickly he says that? I will bless you, make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Um, that is exactly what God wants to do when he blesses you. God does not bless you so that the blessing stops with you. I'm just going to, I'm going to seal I'm going to pause as the psalmist says. I'm going to let that kind of sink in. Uh, the blessing, God gives you a blessing and God blesses you uh, in order to bless you, but for there to be something more than just blessing you. You see, God never intended for you to be a container of his blessing. He intends for you to be a conduit of his blessing, a channel of his blessing. He wants the blessing to not only fall on you, but he wants the blessing to flow through you. And that is very critical. Now, let me show you something. You are, you are never ever to just hoard the blessing of God to yourself. Because when you do that, the blessing at some point is no longer really a blessing, but it becomes a burden. Have you ever watched people who have been generally, genuinely blessed of God with something significant and they, they never learn to be a conduit, a channel through which that blessing flows. And because of that, the blessing becomes a burden. It becomes, it becomes something that is not enjoyable for them. It's not something that they're satisfied with. In fact, you'll discover there, there are times they want to try to get away from it. It's because about that is this, is that um, when you begin to take credit for the blessing of God in your life. You begin to point out to everyone how you are a blessing to them, how you have done for them, how you have blessed for them. You're taking credit for what God has done for you. Let me tell you something. You spoil the touch of God's blessing on your life when you do that. Did, did, in reading the life of Abraham, you never once see Abraham say, hey, I've done all this for you. I've been the blessing in your life. Now, the one that you would see that with would be Lot. He never does it. Lot would never have one single thing had it not been for Abraham allowing the blessing of God to flow through him but he never points it out to Lot. He never says, Lot, you grateful kid of my brother, let me show you what I've done for you. He never does that. Never takes credit for it. 
Um, he simply allows God to pour his blessing on him so that his blessings will flow through him. And in doing that, um, the interesting thing is that God's blessings satisfy far more than all the credit you will get if you pointed out how much a blessing you are to everybody else. I don't know if you remember the old hymn, Make Me a Blessing. It was written in 1924. Two roommates at Moody Bible Institute. Uh, George Shuler and Ira Wilson wrote that. George, I think, wrote the music. Ira wrote the words. Beautiful lyrics. It became a very, very popular hymn through that time period on up into the 50s, the 60s. Um, one of the most popular hymns of all. The interesting thing is this, is that Ira Wilson never remembered writing the words, Make Me a Blessing, which comes out of this very thing, that God will bless you in order to make you a blessing. That's what we should do. Never forget who's blessed you. Never forget the blessing. But be a blessing and give the glory to God. God bless you.